Hello and welcome to the Leaders' Council podcast with me, Scott Chaloner. This podcast, just like the Leaders' Council itself, is all about recognising and celebrating those people who keep this great country running. We exist to give leaders a voice outside of their own organisation and to support them in the same way that they support their staff every single day of the week. Now, if you are in a leadership position yourself and would like to have your voice heard on the national stage, then please do go to leaderscouncil.co.uk forward slash apply. Now, each week on this show, I'm joined by a different CEO, CFO, director, secretary, chairman, or president even, in the aim of truly discovering who those people are that get up every morning and make this country work. We get their take on the current economic and political landscape of the UK, and of course discuss the success and the innovation that makes everything worthwhile in the end. Now, my guest on the programme today is Dave Radley. Dave is the owner of DMR Training and Consultancy, a construction training provider, and he has overseen considerable growth of the company since its foundation in 2013. Uh, Dave, very warm welcome to you, and thank you so much for joining us on the show. Good morning, Scott. You okay? Yes, doing really well. Thank you, Dave. Um, Shame about the uh, weather. Isn't the nicest day for it, but we're all indoors and uh, we're recording. So hopefully uh, we're away from the cold. We're away from the wet. And it isn't the first time, of course, that you've joined us on this show. And the last time that we spoke um, on the podcast was last April, just a couple of weeks into the first COVID-19 lockdown in England, actually. And um, you spoke to us then about a whirlwind couple of weeks and understandably so. Now, well, pretty much over one year later, we're still living under social restrictions of some sort. And I'm interested to understand to what extent all of that has affected your business over so long. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, it was a whirlwind a few weeks. It's probably turned into a whirlwind um, two months, mm. um, which probably we didn't all expect. But um, it actually worked out for the best uh, for us, I mean, I think. And I spoke to you last time, with, with, I was talking about the plan we put together um, to kind of combat the, the situation and make sure we carried on regardless to a point. Um, and, and, it, and it worked. I'm, I'm glad to report um, we, we got through the first few months with a bit of a different approach. I think it was a bit difficult finding our way through, as it was for everybody. Um, it was quite new. This furlough started and, and the lockdown really kind of hit home. Um, but, but we got through and, and we got used to using different methods of working. Um, you know, staff became used to that and, and flourished with it, really. Um, it, it worked out really well for us. We got the chance to get a few more kind of new innovative methods um, in action within the team, which we've perhaps been looking at developing in the previous years, but not really had to kind of push to do that, which with the situation almost um us into that position um so we, we we kind of went with it. Um and it and it, it made dividends really we probably had our, our best year by far over the last twelve months, which is fantastic. I mean, albeit it hasn't been the, the best year for many people. Um but yeah, we've, we've adapted new methods and, and really gone with it and continuing to grow to be honest, Scott. It, it's been a, a welcome shift really in ways of working. It's interesting that you mentioned there that a remote working model, as it were, was essentially in the pipeline and then COVID has sort of accelerated that in a way. And with that now being in place and working quite well, do you think that's something that's going to stay for the long term, that flexible working model? Um, I think so, Scott, yeah. Um, 
most most certainly um, a lot of elements of it. I mean, I would say we're going to go forward with 100% of the way that we've been working, um, but most certainly that's a massive part of it. I mean, over the last few months, as was it third, I think, uh, lockdown came, mm. um, we had to kind of adapt again because we had started kind of going back to the office and getting out and about a little bit more. Um, but then we're forced to adapt again, um, which is quite easy because we've been through it about once, twice before. Um, so we, we, I think we really got with it more this time. More so people just went back into it um, and, and it, it worked again. It was almost... Um, Happened probably what January time we went back into a, a full lockdown mm. and we just re, readapted to where we were last kind of March, April. Um, so there's no real kind of the, the first one we had some like, big meeting and went through what I was going to move forward and so on. Um, but everyone just kind of said, Yeah, you know, you know what we're doing, we've seen it before, off we went and productivity levels literally um, went through the roof again. Um, as it did before, if anything, probably towards the end of last year, I think it was it slowed down, but it wasn't as it wasn't as efficient as it was perhaps in um, you know the springtime last year. So I think yeah, there's been a lot of lessons learned, and I'm really keen to um, move forward with with most of what we've had over the last last four months. Um, I mean, over the next few weeks, as restrictions ease even further. Um, there will be more people coming back into the office, the more, you know, face-to-face uh, meetings, uh, as we were talking about earlier, networking events, that kind of thing. Um, I mean, on a personal level, I'm keen to go out and go to speak to people, but from a, uh, an overall business point of view, some of these methods we've, we've adapted, um, adopted, sorry, now, um, we definitely want to stay with it. I mean, it's just boosted productivity levels at no end, really. And you talked about productivity levels increasing and a little bit earlier on, you also mentioned that the company has been able to grow over the course of a difficult year as well. So by having to sort of change your procedures and adapt, has that new way of operating essentially opened new income streams and made new audiences accessible, would you say? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, we operate in the UK. Um, we have got, we've got real that, um, but we have a lot of contracts with European funding, which is in... Uh, I'll focus in around Greater Manchester, Sheffield, the region, uh, Lancashire. Um, and we've, we've, we've had a lot of that over the last uh, two years. Um, but we have you know, assessment team around the country and we, we started to open up a little bit more because um, our customers have been, have also, um, they've had to, I guess, but they're, they're having to use more um, efficient methods now. I mean, you know, we're not, we're not sending people travelling all around the country to kind of, you know, meet for an half an hour discussion. We're doing it, you know, through methods like this over the phone. We're doing it through um, video recordings, through Zoom teams and so on. Um, so it costs the time quite a bit. I mean, there's, there's a lot of elements that we, we can't do like that because we're, we're going on to construction sites. We've got to see um, first time what people are doing to make a, a, you know, judgment on and what, what they're doing because, because you know, we're, we're assessing what they do. Um, but even so, you know, we're getting sent videos in um, and so on. So that, that's saving time as well. Um, but given, you know, the government's reaction in the last, probably since September time, just the National Skills Fund, 
um, there's no there's no become a part of the uh, funding that, that we have. Um, all that kind of stuff is, is just giving us loads of opportunities to do um, new work for the field um, and showcase how we've been we're working really. You know, when we're putting forward tend uh, to bed now for work. Um, we can we can bid for work further afield and, and demonstrate that you know what we've actually been operating like this for twelve months rather than say you know what we could do this but you know X Y Z um, over the last twelve months we've, we've fully embraced the situation we move forward um, upskilled our team and our team have actually become really efficient I mean it's a testament to them uh, to be fair I mean just, I, I don't think anyone um, has complained at any point through this that the team we have. In the company have been fantastic, um, and they've, they've really enjoyed the shit. So it's very easy now to kind of get on paper when bidding for work and say, you know what, this is what we're about. We can work all over the country, and the funding that's coming out at the moment um, is it, definitely a, a benefit to us. There are a few important things to take away from that. Certainly, I agree with one of the first things that you mentioned there. There's going to be a whole new efficient and sustainable way of operating, not having to travel, say, two hours for a half an hour meeting. You can do that over Zoom. You can do it quicker. You can fit more time into the day. But also um, how the government stepped in with funding towards skills and upskilling. I think that's incredibly important as well. And there's been a lot of mixed reaction, hasn't there, to government leadership throughout the entirety of the crisis over various different aspects. But with regards to their management of support for businesses and keeping business and industry running. How do you think that Westminster has done with regards to that? Are you quite happy with the support that they've provided, do you think? Um, I am, personally, yeah. And the support we've had for our business, um, I can't speak for, for everyone, or I know everyone's got a different view. Um, and I, think, I think they have spoken as well, as I say, um, and we haven't done uh, without, uh, and I know a lot of people that, that the same. Um, I mean, obviously, I keep abreast of the news and, and people's feelings and what's going on. Um, I guess everyone doesn't feel the same way, but I'm never going to please everyone. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've, I've questioned, there's been things I've, I've kind of questioned over the last 12 months about how you've dealt with certain things. Um, but I mean, that aside, you know, if you're asking about the support, the business, and what they've done for us, and especially uh, injecting funding into skills and training, um, I think it's been, been good, yeah, I do. I, I have no complaints from that front, no. And one thing that has been amplified during the pandemic as well is the importance of not just physical health, but also mental health as well. And when you've had to sort of manage that within your own business, sort of looking after staff from a distance, keeping them motivated, just how much of a challenge has that been for you? Um, it was it was quite the challenge early on, um, early on being you know Mark at the time last year, um, and I found myself having quite a lot of phone calls, um, especially with, with members of the team that were perhaps you know um, living on their own or, or not kind of speaking to people that much. Um, and I, I think my, my general take on it was you know I'll, I'll keep in contact and have a chat about it, and not just not particularly work, just, just things in general. Um, I mean, granted, I had a bit of time to do that. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm quite lucky. I've, I've got a family around me and I've got people to talk to and, and so on. Um, but not everyone has. I mean, we, we made moves in the early days to get a few people in the office um, and made a conscious effort to 
keep people in the office who perhaps, you know, um, haven't got no good families around them up like I have, um, or are not sporting that uh, um, so they were in the office every day because it was the only place we were kind of going. Um, and then, you know, I was going in the office and, and was trying to do things. You know, we had teams meetings and, and so on. And then as time went on, um, we started opening up a bit and having meetings and, and so on. Um, like everyone, react, everyone reacted really positively, you know. Um, after the fair, especially two of them, I, I can't understand anybody's come to me and said, you know, um, or really complained about how we dealt with it or, or what's going on. I mean, we, we just stuck together, really, um, and, and made, made the best of a, made of a bad situation. Um, but, yeah, it, it's not been too bad. Um, I have to say that, that you know, that's testament to them. I've not had to do too much because they just took everything on board um, and gone with it, really. So it's not been tough at all, to be honest, on that front. It's remarkable, isn't it? The flexibility and resilience that workforces have shown during this time, certainly. And um, what you did yeah. say as well um, during our last discussion a year ago is that COVID for you at that point was essentially stepping into entirely uncharted territory. So now that we're over a year later, what would you say, reflecting back on the last year, that this whole experience of adapting to a new reality has taught you personally? Um. Personally, um, I think it's just, for me personally, I think it's become about ownership, if I'm honest. Um, you know, I think you, you, you become aware that there's a lot of situations or, or most situations you just can't control. And I think in the early days, I was maybe, I was like complaining, but challenging certain things I said about you know, decisions government making or, or anybody else for that matter. I think you get to a point where you think, you know what, you just look. Go with the guys that you dealt, um, and I think I spoke on the last podcast about resilience and developing that. Um, I think I got to a point personally where it's a case of you know what, control the controllables and do what you can. I mean, my life changed quite a bit. I'm a doctor, different kind of lifestyle changes on a personal level. Um, probably done a lot of things that I did years ago before technology on the scene. It's a bit of a contrast, really, because the business is totally raised above as you and everything matters. But, you know, I probably led a simpler life person. And I think that, that's worked. I think what it's led to is a better work life balance because I've, I've, you know, gone in work and done what I've had to do and then come away and, and enjoy the finer things, really, um, and become far more healthy. Um, I know other members of the team and family members have done the same. Um, We've had better relationships. Um, I think seeing, seeing things for what they are, really, for good or bad. Um, I think it's just been a, a time to really self reflect um, for everyone, really. Um, but yeah, I, I, I genuinely feel better for it. Um, I think I've become more resilient personally. The business definitely has. Um, uh, yeah, I think more focused and, and more driven. I mean, I, the case for me anywhere. Um, but yeah, it's a real learning curve, but for the best, I think, Scott. Mm. 
And just thinking about that sort of work-life balance, as you mentioned there, I mean, it can be difficult when you're in a leadership role such as yourself to sort of step away from the hectic world of running a business, even when things are normal and going well. So during a health crisis, I can imagine it's very difficult when you're having to manage all of the pivoting and making sure that everybody stays motivated, stays in that good sort of mental place. Um, Do you personally have any sort of techniques of your own which sort of help you step back and maybe almost switch off a little bit as and when you need to, would you say? Um, as in from a personal level, switching off from running the business. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, generally speaking, I, I tend to do a lot of, I'm involved in sport and, and I've done a lot of, I do a lot of training and I have kids that um, are involved in lots of different activities, albeit some were stopped until kind of recently. Um, I've always, you know, finished work and gone to do some form of, of exercise and training. Um, I think over the last 12 months, just, just kind of emphasised that really. Uh, I've become a keen runner, but then I've thought I would be from playing sports. I've kind of got the gym training and stuff, but yeah, I do a lot of, of, of training stuff and the kids play football and, and, and so on. Um, I, I, I do a lot of reading to, to switch off. Um, but yeah, I think it, it, it's become easier. I mean, I, I do work in social life, which obviously I've not been able to do as much over the last, last 12 months. Um, so they just need to get ways of how to replace that. Um, I feel I've done that, that pretty well. I mean, there has been times where I thought, like, I know, well, I just want some, some kind of normality back. So I think then I'm not a kind of massive fan of the terms like new normal and stuff like that. But I think saying that, I've, I've kind of made my new normal, if you like, and you know, I've done a lot of different things and been a lot healthier, and the mind's been a lot clearer. Um, and I've been thrust into that position through this situation. Um, and I think it, I've gone to one day and said, you know, would you go back to where it was? Um, as much as I'd like to say, yeah, because I want to get back to, you know, the sporting football team and, and doing, I'm going to the pub or whatever. Um, there's a lot of other things that I've, I've started doing, which I found them just as happy doing it, you know, going out running, going to walks, um, you know, reading books or whatever. Um, I guess I've become a bit, a bit boring, stop <laughs> in some ways. Well, um, obviously, we're recording this on the May the 14th, just for the benefit of the listeners tuning into this. So to contextualise that a little bit, um, on Monday, in just three days' time, we will be moving to the next stage of the government's roadmap out of lockdown, meaning indoor hospitality can return along with a whole host of other businesses. And then we are on track, hopefully, for all social restrictions, including masks and social distancing, to essentially be removed from June the 21st. Um, with that roadmap out of lockdown there clearly nowadays, do you think there's a clearer route forward, not just for yourself, but also for your business and maybe room for some optimism that normality now isn't too far away? Uh, I think so, Scott, yeah. Um, I definitely like to think so. I mean, I know there's, there's bits of stories you see flying about, um, about, you know, things might happen, whether it be, you know, variants or different things going on. I mean, I think I said, in the last podcast, I tend to go right to the kind of awesome mouth, if you like, and, and listen to what Holman says and take from that. Well, I will. I think I, I didn't mention it in the last question. I've, I've kind of switched off a lot from the media and the news and so on. I think the, you know, the story gets diluted. And, um, I mean, that's an age-old thing, I guess. It's, it's, it's what we're supposed to do. Um, but, yeah, I think from what we know about the roadmap and what's happening, I definitely think that things are moving. 
uh, moving forward. Um, I know I've made plans for business and personal life um, in accordance with that for the next few weeks. Um, so I, I definitely think so, yeah. Um, I, I don't see personally any reason why we can't push on now with what that roadmap says. And one thing we did discuss over a year ago when you were last on the show as well is what you were hoping for over the course of the next 12 months. And now that we are over one year later, do you think we've captured a sense of community spirit and resilience within industry, as you said you hoped would happen one year ago? Um, yeah, no. Um, I think, yeah, I've seen it a lot first you know, we definitely try to move forward in that way. I mean, again, the personal business point of view, I mean, I've been kind of the business we try to stick together and uh, from a personal point of view, I mean, I've, I've had not my parents are uh, 83 and 77 and just, there's been elements of that we have to stick together and help each other out and so on. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think again, I'm probably not from kind of what you see on social media and, and so on, I think. There's a lot of stories that's, that's kind of come out that what people are doing, but I don't think that's actually what's happening at very level and don't believe all you see that thing. But um, yeah, so I'd say yes and no, to be honest. I, mean, I think I've seen the best and worst of it over the last 12 months, to be fair. And just before we do finish, Dave, because I am conscious that we are running short of time, one thing you also said that last year um, was that your plan for the future was to, to continue to develop people within your business, DMR training and consultancy, try and expand your offering as much as you can and self-reflect, most importantly, while you have the chance to do so. Now that we are over a year later, what do you think the next 12 months are going to hold for you in your business now? Um, I think everything you just said, um, you know, as I said before, um, mm. we, we have done, definitely. Um, I think we've done what... Uh, we set out to do 12 months ago um, with, with, and, it, and it's definitely had its merits um, as for now um, really exciting times to be honest we've, we've, we've really excelled and um, we're in a position where we can go even further we're now, we're now in the mix for um, you know, bigger contracts we've, we've increased the staff team um, since last year um, you know, staff developed staff has um, progressed within roles, into new roles, um, and you know we're, we're really um, in a good position. For the next twelve months, I like to think um, we can grow considerably, um, maintain that quality. And I'd like to think we can kind of lead by example, really, and become more um, of a leader in what we do. As I said, there's plenty out there which we touched on just then that are kind of saying what we're doing. And I'm not entirely sure that's the case. Um, we tend to quite go over to our business and, and do it the right way, I'd like to think. Um, but yeah, I'd like to think we can continue going uh, and I'd like to think this time next year there'll be quite a lot of success stories for the people involved within our business, you know, on the business itself. And who's to say in a year's time, we're not going to be looking back on this discussion and talking about some of those successes because it's an immense time for training businesses, isn't it? Because we're going to have a lot of people there who've maybe sort of lost jobs during the pandemic and are looking to upskill, move into different industries. And that's going to be a massive, massive opportunity for businesses such as your own. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've already started to move in, in that direction. I mean, especially the, you know, the whole 
pull back that message and, and working in more sustainable ways. I mean, we were in the process of um, revamping the website. We've just gone through a bit of a brand uh, refresh. Um, we're moving into different sectors, namely uh, low carbon environmental goods sector. Mm. Um, I mean, I, I have been kind of talking about this since we started in 2013 when the, the Green Deal was about, um, which sadly um, never really kicked off like the thought it was. So I've been quite passionate about that from, from the start. Um, and I think now it's got the traction that's it, it, maybe needed to make people think a little bit differently. Um, especially within construction, um, what we're seeing now is, is shifting, you know, new, new methods of construction. And I think we're going to see over the next few years, you know, jobs emerge um, that, that never existed and people don't know about, you know, energy, uh, methods of energy um, and fuel types and all that kind of thing uh, emerge that, that we've not perhaps seen before. I mean, I've, I've been working on this for three, four years now and I do, do quite a bit of work different universities, you know, what with Manchester University on the um, development of the hydrogen fuel, um, the cell technology, and um, we, we do a lot of qualification there, installation, building treatments, about energy efficiency within homes, and the, the, the work that's coming out at the moment, and the tenders that are coming out are all geared towards working more efficiently, sustainability, um, and it really is just up both street, because like I said, I've been uh, looking at this for, for a long, long time, um, and maybe it's just the push um, that's needed at the minute. But I think it's really exciting time. It's definitely something we want to be involved in. Um, and I, I hope that people get behind it. I think in the messages, you know, in simply in procurement, you're seeing um, and the documents now structured in a way that they want some companies to behave in different ways. Um, and rightly so, I think it's just been a throwaway kind of yeah, we'll just hit the box in the past and I think it's come to light that you know what we really, really need to embrace some of the messages that's coming across and that, I think I think that's um, something that's going to really gather pace over the next, next couple of years or at least I'd like to think so. I think you've hit the nail on the head there, Dave. It's changing times, certainly, but it's exciting times, isn't it? And we're going to see so yeah. much more innovation like we've been seeing over the course of the last year. Um, Dave, I have to say, it's been a real, real pleasure welcoming you back onto the programme again. Thank you ever so much for taking the time to join us. And as I said, I'd be more than happy to welcome you back onto the show in the next few months as we start to see more of these changes taking shape. And hopefully there'll be even more success stories to share by that point in time as well. Yeah, I'm Bob and Scott, and it's a pleasure to talk to you again. Likewise, Dave. Thank you ever so much for joining us. Thank you, Scott. I was speaking on today's programme to Dave Radley, owner of DMR Training and Consultancy, and I do hope that you all thoroughly enjoyed another compelling interview. Now that outdoor hospitality has returned, I'm now off to a local beer garden to raise a glass to outstanding leadership despite the poor weather and hopefully over the coming weeks we'll keep taking further strides toward normal life. We have recorded this programme on Friday May the 14th so I'm really looking forward to setting foot in a pub again from next week. Um, remember everybody please do continue to look after yourselves and do be considerate of others because it makes such a difference in preserving lives. We're almost there let us just be careful about how we get to that finish line. Take care now.